Please listen carefully. I'm vaccinated. I'm sl- I'm not sleep deprived. I'm working out. I'm getting those endorphins in every day. And that means I, you won't kill your husband. I had my period, so I'm fresh to death. My self-esteem is going back up as we speak. So it was a great legally blonde reference. Thank you. <laughs> What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I am Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. Today is our final little installment of the host picks series, whatever the fuck we're going to call this. I assume we called it nothing. Um, (laughs) Netflix. Netflix, Stephflix. So this week I picked for everybody. Uh, I focused on the actress Queen Latifah because God bless, we love her. She is a queen. Uh, And we decided to pick one up. Before we get into all the choices that we made, you know, how's everyone doing? How's life? What's going on? Steph has been off of work all week, so she's living better than all of us. And I got vaccinated, so my skin is glowing. The pimples from my period are healing. (laughs) And yeah. Loving the dream. Vaccinated. One of two. Pals, single dose pals. Did your arm hurt? My my arm hurt. Like I couldn't pick up my glass from my like side table, and I was like, "What's happening?" I had no pain, but I I have a lump now, and I read that the lump could stay for weeks. God. So my bruise. I had a bruise. Luckily, the bruise already clearing up. My arm only really hurt for the one day. And what it was, was that every time I went to lift my arm, I would be reminded of the pain. But it was always in the dumbest things that I'd be doing. Like, I'd go to tie up my hair, and I'd have to end it, like, crouched over, pulling my hair while my hand was down. Because I was like, my arm, I'm weak. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so here's the thing. I was trying to figure out. No, I'm trying to figure out. Friends, fans. No, no, audience, friends, fans. Here's the thing. We have a rule that we've talked about on the podcast before. We can't record in the evening. We cannot record later in the day. We must record on a weekend earlier so that we're fresh-faced. You know, Nat is just waking up at 12 p.m. I uh, have my Starbucks in hand because maybe I woke up before Nat, but I certainly didn't get out of bed before she did. So right there with her, Steph has exercise because she's the only one of us that lives like a human being, you know, but we're all still good. We're fresh. We have learned heavily. We absolutely cannot record on weeknights after work because every single one of us is absolutely brain dead. We are recording today at 5 p.m. on a Saturday to adjust for Nat's schedule. No issues with that. It's fine. Also, because I didn't want to record tomorrow morning because, dear God, I just wanted to sleep in for one day. However... (laughs) We can't record after a day has happened. Like, yes, it's only 6 p.m., but we just had 20 seconds of dead air. For what? Because our brains simply do not work. The clock hits two, and we are down for the count. I I was trying to find the the title of the show I was going to talk about, and it never came, so... (laughs) I mean, we did today. I think, yeah, like, I think if normally we didn't do things in a day, we'd be fine. But, like, Steph's been out. I I did one thing today for my sketch. I was about to say, excuse me, do what things? I left my house. I picked up breakfast and a coffee. You, from your bed, attended a virtual event that you online shopped while you were I hosted an event as well and attended an event. While you online... So you online shopped while either hosting or attending an event, I see. Yeah. Steph did do a lot. That because but again, Steph always does more than we have in the date moments before we record because Steph lives like a person. <laughs> I mean, I don't usually work out in the morning. I but do it afterwards. But you've done something. Like this is why we definitely had COVID in February, but Steph was fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like her little ginger shots really saved her. <laughs> Who knew that's what you needed? Someone said to me, they're like, if if you had a bad reaction to the first shot, it means you may have had COVID. So like maybe you guys didn't, but or we we'll never know. We'll never know. Well, like I was telling you guys about that dude that like I work with, like in some capacity, we won't discuss it but like he had covid twice and then he got his shot and he was like i literally had zero reaction and that was the same with me i came home i rushed through my work after the shot because i was like oh i'm gonna be down i'm gonna be out everybody i know that got the shot was like had like either a fever or they had like a headache and they had to go to bed or something like that 
and then they were in pain. I literally was able to work until 6 p.m. that day. And then I went to bed like normal and I woke up the next day still fine. Nothing wrong. My arm was like maybe a little sore, but I don't even recall. Like I could lift my arm fine. I could sleep on my arm fine. No reaction. <laughs> it's the second one. That's the one we're going to be like, I'm, I have chills. <laughs> I can't get out of bed. <laughs> because same thing. First reaction. I mean, I was a little bit tired, but what am I not tired? Like simply. <laughs> I I had two weeks of waking up early. I did not go to bed early. So I was simply an exhausted person, but I felt nothing. And I was like, I knew this. And once again, I, Nat, I think you need to support the idea that we had COVID in February, because if that's the case, I certainly, as mentioned, will not be mad at you for getting me sick, because what are you going to do about an infectious disease that uh, knocked out an entire, the earth, I was going to say an entire country, multiple countries, the whole world, you know, that's not your fault. But if we both just had a regular fucking sickness, absolutely that was your fault. And I'll never stop bringing it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, pray that it was COVID. Or do you want to hear about this for the rest of our lives? Like, did I give it to you guys? Or did Nat just, I just didn't get it. Nat came to that weekend sick. She slept in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> she did sleep in your I bed. I did sleep in your bed. This whole time I was like, I don't know, because, you know, when we were in the dressing rooms getting Nat all like decked out in our movie montage moment, I was in the dressing rooms with her a lot of the times. I was picking up outfits. We shared a plate of food at breakfast. So I was like, maybe that's how me and Nat got sick and stuff didn't. But you're right. You slept in her fucking bed. And I know. And I know I didn't clean my night table. <laughs> Or anything in this house, and like the and the thing is like no one was home, so if, I couldn't have given it to someone either because I was the only person living in my house. So I was like, I don't know, could have been, but we didn't even like like we weren't even like I wasn't worried that you guys were sick. Like I don't, just, I don't even like. It's so crazy to me to think about because again, you were openly not feeling good. Like you were sneezing, you were not yeah. having a great time, but. Even though that was happening, again, we shared food at breakfast and all up in each other's breathing space while we you were in like, together. There weren't even like masks at that time. Remember that there weren't masks? There like, were none. I don't Open. even think my work had given me hand sanitizer yet. Like they, we were barebacked there. <laughs> like we were breathing the air with our mouths all open. <laughs> like it's crazy because it wouldn't be another month and a half before anybody was talking about masks or sanitizer or anything like that yeah so if we had it we had it early as f yeah, yeah. and again if that's what happened i won't ever have to bring it up to you as an insult on your person even though as i just mentioned that whole time knew you were sick did nothing to keep our distance even slightly like as i'm talking about now i'm like why it didn't even cross my mind but I'm usually like, if someone's sick, I'm like, oh, don't talk to me. Well, I'm usually really careful. Like, I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to share things with you because like I get sick. at I used to get sick at work a lot because people had kids and kids are disgusting, apparently. So like, I would be like really careful about like sharing those types of items. But I was like, it's just you guys. You guys won't get sick. And Steph didn't. I haven't had a cold in a long time, knock on wood. That immune system is magical. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to stop wearing a mask after this because this is the least sick. Since that sickness, this is the mm. least sick I've ever been in a year. But as well, soon as, no strep. No strep for me. But as soon as we go back to the office, I'm going to have 10 colds because that subway life, that bus life. Like, it's uh, masks. Wear the, wear the masks. That's the new life. Just keep it going forever. No, yeah. But also, I'm never going into work when I'm sick ever again. I, yeah. I, would, I just would. I'd be like, yeah. well, it's fine. Like and on asshole. that note. Uh, this episode was sponsored by Vaccine Hunter's Twitter account. <laughs> it was. Mm -hmm. We are all single dose pals. You should join the single dose pal revolution. <laughs> but let's get into the episode because it's been 13 minutes. Wow. Uh, so we are talking today about a couple of Queen Latifah movies. And I have to shout out uh, Ardo, who my phone is not near me, but who when she found out that we had picked... I had picked Queen Latifah for this episode, sent us a, a DM on Twitter and said, my guess is that you're going to pick the movies, set it off last holiday and hairspray. And so for, you know, her, you know, solid guess, totally get how she came to that conclusion. You know, was she correct? We'll see. 
so for her, the choices that I picked for today are set it off last holiday and hairspray. <laughs> and the way that she was 1000% right is yep. like, I wasn't even disturbed. I was just like, oh my God, you know me so well. Like I was, <laughs> I was flattered. Does she know you or does she know us or what you would choose for us? Like how, which part does she know? Like it's, I find it disturbing. Oh, I, I was very I'm, I'm disturbed. I actually, you know what? Shanice and Marina now knock down tied for number two fan. Yeah. Argo oh. number one. Because oh. that was a very impressive lift. I will say, initially, she was wrong. Because I had mm. picked Beauty Shop as one of the choices. And then I rewatched Beauty Shop. And I said, oh, God, we can't do this. Because some things just don't age well as, as don't age as well as others. So mm. scrapped that choice and went back to what my heart wanted, which was Hairspray. Uh, which I'm glad I went back to because initially I hadn't picked it because Queen Latifah is not a main character, but we'll get back to it. For why I chose what I chose for each person, Steph, I picked Last Holiday. And that's because Last Holiday is a great little romance movie. I was like, ooh, Steph is going to love this. But it's not just a romance movie with LL Cool J. (laughs) It's also a romance movie with yourself. It was. Queen Latifah learns not just to love somebody else who she was already in love with and who already loved her back. They were so cute. I do love them. She also learned how to love her and how to love her life. And we'll talk about this more when we get in there. There's another love story in that that I also am a huge fan of. So I thought for Steph, light, fun, again, leaving the stresses of life. I thought that would be perfect for where she is right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For Nat, I picked Set It Off because I really enjoy Set It Off. I think it's a great movie. But also, it is a heist movie with bank uh, like bank robberies with an entirely – all the main characters are black women. And Queen Latifah plays a queer woman in it and mm-hmm. openly makes out and has many scenes Hot. with her girlfriend. Yes. Hot. And I was like, <laughs> there's no other choice for Nat. It has to be Set It Off. And then for myself, I picked Hairspray. And I'll talk more about why when we go into it. But it's because, you know me, I'm a slut for a musical. And I hadn't watched a musical in a little while. And the way I was jamming out in my home to Hairspray, as I was re-watching it for this episode. I was so pleased that we scrapped. I scrapped Beauty Shop and picked it. Because Beauty Shop, the whole time I was like, how do we have discourse on this? Hairspray, I was just having a great time enjoying myself. <laughs> so with that, Steph... What did you think about Last Holiday? (sighs) Loved it. I realized I've seen that movie. I've seen every part of that movie, but I've never watched it in order. (laughs) Meaning I would watch it on Much Music when it would show up Mm -hmm. on Women's Network. Wherever part it was in the movie. So I've never fully seen it beginning to end. But, I mean, I was inspired. (laughs) I felt felt inspired by Georgia. Should I give the the rundown? Georgia played by Queen Latifah. She works basically at Sears in uh, the department selling kitchen supplies. And one day, while trying to trying to um, talk to her crush, who's played by LL Cool J, she hits her head on a cabinet and then has to get an MRI. And then the MRI tells her that, oh, looks like you are dying of a brain tumors, brain tumors, brain disease. Lance so she's mins. <laughs> sure. So she decides to fuck it. I'm going to go to Austria? A, a winter vacay. I'm trying to... Where is, where oh, is she Czech going? Czech Republic. Karlovy Vary. Central European Town Hotel. Thank you, IMDb, for that non-information. I just uh, said Karlovy Vary. It's okay. in Czech Republic. There we go. I only remember because I was near there. Uh, so yeah, so then she t- takes all her stuff. I mean, I was stressed about her money being like, I know she's, because spoiler alert, it was a mistake. She's not actually sick. So she takes all her stocks and then the guy's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, bitch, I'm going to have the time of my life. Goes on a shopping montage, as we all love. Her clothes mm-hmm. look excellent. She goes snowboarding. She eats a great million course dinner. And I was like, I'm inspired by you, woman. <laughs> I too want to leave life behind on Christmas and have time by myself going to the spa every day uh, and then she finds herself and then I want to say so I was worried this whole time about her money I'm like she's not sick how is she going to afford to live but then guess what she makes money in the casino and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. at all and I'm like that's what I want to live and then since it is a romance LL Cool J also discovers that not only did this woman buy 10 barbecues from him but she's also in love with him as well which and, like you didn't figure it out when she bought 10 barbecues from you why did you think she needed so many 
Um, and it was a great love story, inspirational. Oh, then you have the side character of this woman who's like, I'm sleeping with my boss. But then Queen Latifah's like, get yourself fixed, woman. This is unacceptable. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. And then there's some like political shit. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> political shit. This is back- also this was also my first time watching this movie, surprisingly. I and can't I believe that fucking had the time of my life this is definitely like my top favorite movie of the ones that we picked even compared to our previous ones i think i like this even more than cool intentions well it was so. like if again it's the perfect rom-com and it was in that perfect time slot i think t- 2006 yeah Ooh, love it no i was like why isn't she in more things now but she is and then i was looking at it she's like steadily worked so i'm just well she also just had a baby like last year didn't she did she? did she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she just had a baby with her partner. Oh man, I did. I missed that. I, this is why I was saying her Wikipedia article says nothing about her partner, nothing about her child. Well, for a really weird. long time, that information was not very like public. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, last holiday, I was so happy to pick it for this because hands down, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Like, not even just for like holiday movies, not even just for rom coms. I genuinely believe that as a movie. It's just like so well done and so easily watchable. And it's just telling mm-hmm. you a nice little contained story and it's doing a shop and it's inspiring you. And it just has all these great little scenes when she orders every single entree on Toot, a menu. Baby. Too sweet. Too sweet. When she ordered that scene, I was like, that is still to this day a dream of mine is to go and be like, no, I'd like to try one of everything. Thank you. To mm-hmm. just and then she does it in that red dress. She has Ooh, her montage yeah. moment where everything fits her. That matters, okay? It matters that everything fits her. That was a beautiful moment. Yeah, there's so many like quotable lines in this movie too. Like I was just like, yes, everything about this movie is so good. Even just like what I liked is that like even when like people would not just leave her alone. Like I was just like, okay, be irritating, whatever. <laughs> Like, things, good things were still happening for her. And, like, you still felt good about it the whole time. Like, I wasn't, like, it wasn't like I was sitting there, like, oh, no, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to regret every moment of this. I don't want to feel sad. This is just, it's also perfect for a pandemic, I have to say. Because, yeah. like, if you're in your bad feels, this is the movie to watch. <laughs> You'll be lifted. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, okay, so talking about the love stories in it. Because, obviously, there's all Cool J. Love it. It's very cute. I like how much he likes her. How he he how they were like two idiots in love a little bit. Like they were just like too bumbling and mm-hmm. awkward to tell each other they were into it each other. But I have to say, one thing I also would not have been mad about is if the love interest had actually been the chef. Yeah. Because yeah. at yeah at the hotel, if you haven't seen Last Holiday, you absolutely should. I'm so happy for you that you get to finally experience it. She meets the hotel, uh, she meets the chef of the hotel because he's so pleased finally that somebody ordered food without substitutions Uh, because it was like, he just wants people to enjoy the food that he makes. So he meets her and like, they're kind of kindred spirits. And what I have to say is the lines that they write for that chef where he is um, complimenting her are genuinely some Mm -hmm. of the nicest and most beautiful compliments ever like the way that he talks about her he i wish i could remember the exact i had made a note of it but i've lost it now but he is just explaining like he he calls her something similar he's like you and i are not like them we are we experience life in a way that they can't see it like it's just like such a really nice moment and it's great that that it's a friendship level like it's nice that way as well but i absolutely would have been fine if they if that had been the love story too because he was so genuinely pleased to be around her I honestly was confused because the the cover on Netflix shows her with the chef. So I thought it was their relationship. So when LL Cool J comes back, I was just like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Although, let me just say, the kid that she lives next to, betrayal. Betrayal out of the family. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you had this super embarrassing life, which we all have, we all have fan fiction (laughs) accounts, we all have Pinterest boards that we keep on private, we all have that shit, and then your fucking neighbor kid, who you've done nothing but feed, she Mm. gives this kid delicious food that I would stab someone to eat, okay? And all he does is go, oh, hey, I know you, 
you're the dude from the picture where she cut out your the head from your employee of the month photo and put it on a picture of two random people getting married next to a picture of her. That's the most embarrassing thing I could ever think of in my whole life. But then she lets him man. He lets him look at it. Oh. He's like, look at this. Look at what this stalker did. And then this <laughs> man is like, oh, I love her too. She wants to marry me. <laughs> they were perfect for each other. They were. It's true love right there. Weird. God, love that movie. I'm so pleased that you like it. Because again, I again, I knew that Steph hadn't watched it. She had said that. And you must have said it too. But somehow I missed it because it didn't even enter my mind that it was possible that you had somehow not seen Last Holiday. It's an well. absolute classic. <laughs> I. It's one of those ones where it doesn't even occur to me that anybody hasn't seen it. Because I remember watching it in theaters when it came out. And to me, it is like... Up there with classic movie cinema. Like, some people have lists of movies, and it has Citizen Kane. And Mm -hmm. I'm, like, right next to that, Last Holiday. You know what I mean? Like, it is a quintessential movie that you could spend a whole day watching, and you just be having a great time. Uh, No. What's there to say? It was perfect. It was lovely. It's on Netflix. 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. That is What? That's a lot. You can't. That's when... Men come into the picture. Mm. It's when white people come into the picture. Like, there's a lot of people you can't trust. And IMDb is the worst for actually amazing movies having ratings of like six to seven. Yeah, and you're always all like, the, how did this happen? All the cult classics are like at like a six or a five, and I'm like, these movies are amazing. They should not be at this. <laughs> like, not to gatekeep air quotes, but maybe some people shouldn't be allowed to review movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that, okay, Nat, let's talk about set it off. Okay, where do I start with this? We knew, we knew at the beginning. I started watching this movie. I started texting Christina. I said, if this has a sad ending, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. I believe I warned in advance that it was a sad movie. Listen, you didn't tell me it was this depressing. You said I might cry. And I thought the crying would happen at the beginning. And then it just kept going. (laughs) I was like, fine. Okay, so for those who do not know, set it off. Bank robbery movie. Um... Vivica Fox plays like a bank teller. I forget what her, I think Frankie, that's her name, right? Frankie. Frankie. She plays a bank teller um, that's getting robbed at the very beginning of the movie. She gets fired because she recognizes one of the robbers. Like, not even, she wasn't helping him. No inside thing. But of course, this like racist white cop comes in and goes at her and is like, well, why why didn't you follow like procedure, blah, 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 or whatever. And she's like, what would you do if you had a gun in your face? And I'm like, yeah, fair question. <laughs> like, what would you do? We know um, what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> and to so, be like, clear, she gets fired for not giving this person money because yes. she recognizes him. So she's trying to keep him from do- from doing the robbery. So yeah. she got fired for not giving the person she knew money. Yeah, and like, and and it goes wrong. Like the robbery definitely goes wrong. Like a security guard comes in, starts shooting when you probably should just let the robbery happen to avoid any casualties. A lot of people die and like they somehow blame this all on her. And then this cop is like, well, she's going to be, we have to follow her because she's probably knows where this robber has gone because only one of them gets away. Like there's four robbers and three of them die already. I know depressing. (laughs) And then she gets fired. She meets up with her friends. There's Queen Latifah. There's uh, Jada Pinkett at this time, not Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, a young Jada Pinkett. Um, I don't remember the last actress's name. T- I, I know her name's TT in the movie. Oh yeah, I can't remember her name either. It's it's yeah. rough when she's in a movie with that many like very. I know. She's like, now. I know the rest of them. I don't know yet. But anyway, so she meets up with her friends or whatever. Um, they all live in like the same area, which is like they're generally showing as like a poor like black neighborhood, and it's definitely where the robber has been or where she knows this robber from. And so they kind of like establish that in the beginning. Queen Latifah plays a hot lesbian. Oh, perfection with her like little like shitty carb. <laughs> like, we love it. Um, Jada Pinkett, her. So at the beginning, they showed like this is where I thought it was going to get sad. Like they showed that her brother gets shot being mistaken for the robber. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the most depressing part of the movie, right? Like, this is where I thought at the beginning. And then I thought, oh, okay, now Vivica Fox is taking her, like, crew of ladies out to, like, rob banks and they're going to do it and they're going to make bank. Not to... not to lean in on that but like they're gonna make so much money doing this and then they're gonna live happily ever after that's what i thought was gonna happen i thought this was gonna be successful heists and you know for the most part it was 
until the last one. <laughs> the Thelma and Louise situation. Yeah. Well, like they first the last second last one, they were like, okay, this is it, and then we're gonna run away because the cops start suspecting them at that point because that racist white cop is like, it's them, and like I'm just like I'm already pissed at this dude, and then they have the audacity to have like. They have this black cop as well who, like, basically has zero personality other than to be one of the bros. And I was livid. She has one line in the whole movie. And it's, like, to make fun of, like, other... I forget who it was, but, like, she was making fun of somebody else and that was it. And I was like, I hate... I hate this. I hate the whole premise of this whole situation. Like, I liked the idea of the movie. This is what I will say. But I think there were some things that I really absolutely loved. And then I was like, I the rest makes me feel like shit. <laughs> and I don't know if that was the purpose of this movie, but they got me there. <laughs> because at the end, one of their, like, old boss or whatever steals their money, so they have to pull another heist. And you're like, ugh, first of all... And he blows his money. Who knows where? And so then they have to steal more money from... So Jada Pinkett starts dating this hot ass bank guy. Ooh. <laughs> okay, this is one of my favorite parts because <laughs> they show they show the sex and it's like he sticks his finger down her <laughs> butt crack. And I was like, butt crack. Yeah, it was like a stroke. It was like okay, it was okay. wild. And I guess Did like you we had this not watch it? Me no. <laughs> I couldn't find it. <laughs> you should watch it because I was like, okay show me more (laughs) and it was it was anyway this guy hot whatever so there's this whole relationship thing but he works at that bank and so she gets him to leave before they rob it and so like at least that part was like fine and nobody else gets hurt but then like the rest of them die except for jada pinkett smith (laughs) and so it's like the whole thing is so it is very like thelma and louise in that like they're they kind of die for each other which is like great friendship story whatever but like like it was, it was you don't need it in these dark times it's, it's you bittersweet it. because like jada gets out she's living her life in mexico or whatever she, they she, show at the end that the cop sees her on the bus to mexico and he lets her go because he like regrets all the death but i'm like after the first one died why did you go after the rest you should have just left it at that <laughs> just let them all go get them later when it's safer when you don't have these people that are like hot like like whatever trigger fingers trigger happy yeah like because like they were fine they were gonna like arrest them whatever get arrested but then a security guard of course it's always a security guard <laughs> they come in trigger happy they're like i'm gonna I'm a save the day and they slide in and start shooting everybody they shot tt i was hissed that <laughs> is a after- moment like we knew she was gonna go collect her son the next day at court because her son got taken away because he accidentally drank poison i think like when she was on her job yeah like it was really sad and so they were like oh it's it could be a sign of neglect so we have to like take him away and i was like no (laughs) like it was so depressing and then they shoot her and i'm like how dare you how dare like this woman deserved one one more day with her son <laughs> many more days with her son and then this happened and then i was pissed and i was like okay maybe she's the only one that dies no no it's queen fine. latifah gets taken out in the craziest way <laughs> queen just, latifah like, said fuck you you know yeah. i'm going out <laughs> if i'm going out i'm traumatizing everyone with me a hundred percent a hundred percent she was just like you know what i'm gonna just drive through this barricade of cops see what happens she gets she obviously gets shot through the barricade, but she ain't dead. <laughs> she comes out and she's like, I'ma shoot everyone anyway. And then they kill her. And the white cop is like, no, don't do it. But like weekly. <laughs> and then they go after Frankie, aka Vivica Fox, and she's just like, I can't be taken alive either. Like she makes that decision in that split moment. And I was like, ah. and she gets shot in front of the bus where Jada Pinkett is sitting on her way to Mexico. And it's just like the white cop is there and they're like, "Mm, we're showing that he's like a good guy white cop. But I'm like, he's not. He's a terrible white cop. He's a terrible cop. He's a terrible person just in general. Him pretending to regret it at the end rubbed me the wrong way. Like, like, Here's an important thing with that cop. Fully agree with you. They tried to make him seem too good, quite frankly. Yeah. Because at the very beginning, 
when after the initial robbery happens where a bunch of dudes robbed Vivica Fox's bank and they failed, he is leading the charge to get the one robber that got away. And mm-hmm. it's in that raid that um Jada Pinkett's brother is murdered by the police and he's there. And you can see how they try to show like, oh, he has regret because basically um, Jada Pinkett's brother pulls out, is like trying to pull out a bottle as he's laying on the ground so that he's not laying on the bottle. And then the cops scream, oh, he has a gun. And like 12 fucking people shoot him. And then Dr. Cox from Scrubs, because that's the only way I could think of this man who is playing the cop, runs up and he's like, get an ambulance, get an ambulance. 12 people shot him, man. What do you think you're going to do? And then yeah. he sees Jada Pinkett like crying over the dead body. So they're trying so hard to show you that he feels bad. But then as he's, you know, when he confronts Jada Pinkett after knowing that she's one of these robbers, he's like, your brother, that was already too many deaths. We don't need any more deaths. Let's stop it at him. Bruh, you guys killed him. Like, that was your fault. You don't get to say that. You mm-hmm. Guess what? When you are responsible for killing her brother, let her rob a bank. You know what I'm saying? Because in terms of like tit for tat justice, it doesn't equal out. It doesn't. Let her rob the bank. Let her rob multiple. Because you Mm -hmm. murdered her brother who did nothing. But it's a really good movie though. It's very depressing, but it's very good. (laughs) Yeah, like it was good, but I was like, in the end, I was like, I don't know who this movie was for. You know? like, And I think that's the question I have to ask. I think maybe that's a timing thing. So this movie came out in 96. And I actually, because I really enjoy Set It Off as a movie, I think it's very good. And I think where Set It Off fits into, like, the history of films, basically, you have to think, Set It Off came out, like, three years after Thelma and Louise did. So it's very much in that time where this kind of movie was, yes, it could be comedic, but it was a drama first. The comedy was just to, like, sort of keep you interested they were never going to have a happy ending in that time period because at the end of the day, even from an audience perspective, like they're criminals. We are still four to five years away from Thomas Crown Affair, seven years away from Ocean's Eleven, seven years away from Mm -hmm. The Wire, where there was a switch to, no, but like I kind of want to see the criminals win. And so I think... Yeah, I think this is genuinely a movie that should be remade today because I think yes. it, ooh, this is the exact would, point. Like, imagine remaking this movie and the heists go well, and like in the end, maybe you think they died, but maybe they didn't die. I know exactly how it should go because everything in the movie is basically the exact same up until the point where they think they're caught, and like TD hasn't been shot yet because that was an insult. I will not accept that. TD was too pure for this world for her to have died. Yeah. Ursula, who is Queen Latifah's girlfriend, during the movie, it's hilarious because they all hate her because she's so uppity towards them. She does not acknowledge them at all. It's the funniest thing. At one point, she's giving Queen Latifah a lap dance. All three of them walk in and she just does not stop. Like their presence means nothing to her. What I would not have given if this movie had ended where they all think that they're caught. They don't have nowhere to go. They are them plus TD are in that tunnel in that cop car with a helicopter on both sides. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And Queen Latifah is about to sacrifice herself for her friends because, you know, Mm -hmm. in that moment, even though Queen Latifah is saying that they're going to split up, so they have a better chance of survival. You know what Queen Latifah is doing. They all know what Queen Latifah is doing. She's sacrificing herself. If fucking Ursula had pulled up in a sweet ass ride that she learned yes. how to steal from Queen Latifah and they got in and they had booked it and then they had lived. That would have been it, man. That would have been it. Ursula deserved a bigger role. <laughs> also, yeah, Ursula was great too, even though she literally says nothing throughout the whole movie. <laughs> but also so happy that this movie, even though it's like from, I think it's like late nineties, right? 96. Yeah, they have, like, they have the sex, they have, like, a lesbian relationship, like, openly, and it's not, like, frowned upon at all. There's no, like, derogatory, not that I remember, not any derogatory statements made, it's just, it just exists. And I was like, wow. Their issue with Ursula is that she's a bitch. It has nothing to do with the (laughs) fact that Queen Latifah's in a relationship with a woman. They're just like, this fucking woman will not acknowledge our presence. (laughs) I love it. God. Yeah, in in a lot of respects, this movie was really good, but I was unhappy when I finished. I can yeah. tell you that. 
It definitely is very upsetting. It's a very, you get to the end. And like, in some ways, yes, I get it. I Like, I think it was so important. Frankie starts the movie off. And I think if you're, and maybe this is overreaching to it, but the kind of vibe I get from her, she's someone that, to a certain extent, almost played into like the respectability for her job. Like she be- gets mm-hmm. a promotion at the bank that she's working at before she gets fired. So she kind of gives off to me the version of a woman who has compromised a lot about who she is as a person to fit into this white banking world and to get to where she is. And then it didn't matter at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah. all that work that she did absolutely did not matter. So she gets enraged and she starts hatching the idea for these bank robberies with her friends. And for her to, at the end, go from who she was at the beginning to someone at the end that was like, no, I would rather be dead than than just walk mm-hmm. away with you. You know what I mean? Like, I think there was a freedom in her ending, but it's one of those things where it's like, stop killing people. Like she should, I would much rather she was actually free and not metaphorically free, but it was a very powerful moment for her. I thought there's like this whole thing with like how Jada Pinkett's brother was killed and like, they don't show the aftermath of that. Technically they show Jada, but they don't show the reaction to it. And then they make a reference to the reaction to it. Like, Oh, he was going to college and like, like he was like like it, it was like like the way the police reacted to that was like oh we don't want another mess like that and i'm like mm, because actually, they didn't want a shitty headline and they'd specify that yeah they didn't want a shitty headline but they didn't show that part which i thought was odd and i don't know if it was like maybe because it wasn't the story but like it kind of also was part of the story like they're still killing black people in this movie they're the only ones dying in this movie. So it's like, so like, I don't know. Like, I just, I think I'm curious about like the angle or whether like maybe that was a scene that they did have in and they removed it. Like, I'm just like, yeah, like that. I think that part concerned me a bit more. I think it was a very matter of fact death. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things that always kills me that people like with everything that's been going on the last couple of years, people act surprised that all this stuff is happening where it's like a movie from 96 had this exact same scene that could have come out that did had basically did come out of a movie from like last year. You know, yeah. the scene is identical to scenes from other movies. So I think there's an element of fact life. I do find that Jada Pinkett almost like gets over it very quickly in a way that's almost unexpected. Yeah. But I I also think part of the element is that with where they live with where they're from this is just a thing that happens literally all the time Mm -hmm. nothing about it is surprising everybody knew exactly what to expect you see the scene before he gets shot all the people that are in like the apartment complex or the motel around them they're all like looking out of their windows and they know what's about to happen you know i think that i think i figured out what, what bothers me about it it's they say it's because he goes he's going to college but then they don't make reference to anything else like what about the people that didn't go to college or what about the people that weren't like you know what i mean like they were like oh he's a young man that like had no priors but i'm like what like that i think that part really struck with me and like the fact that they didn't acknowledge that for the rest of it like what about the other people and it's like i don't know i think that i think that really like stuck in my mind and then for some reason it bothered me throughout the whole movie and i was like i can't like i can't sit here and not think about that because I think so that I think- was a very, I also think that was a very like realistic portrayal. Because mm-hmm. so at one point you have the scene where the police captain is talking to Dr. Cox, um, because Dr. Cox is like the the sister of the kid that we murdered is absolutely robbing banks, and the police chief just says, "So sorry." When we had the headlines that said, you know, cops murder kid with no priors blah, blah blah we can't now go after his sister like we can't have that pr nightmare basically and yeah. i think that's what it really came down to was that with the, everybody else and whether this is intentional or not like at the end of the day it's just a, it's to a certain extent a throwaway part of the movie it's just jada pinkett's motivation for why she's doing everything she's doing right. um there's this element of like it's it's only because he was a kid that they could paint a brush of like no but he wasn't someone he wasn't guilty. He wasn't a criminal. He had no priors. He was going to college and you shot him down. So we care more from a PR standpoint. And like, that is what happens in real life a lot of the time. Yeah. It's just like, it, I don't think, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could have been delved into a little, like a little bit more, like more, I don't know. 
It just felt like everybody, everybody else was like ignored then. Cause I'm like, but like, and also like the rest didn't really react to it. Like when you see anybody else in the community, there, there was like no reaction. So like, I think that was like a disconnect in the movie for me. Like I was like, Oh, like why doesn't anybody else care? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think that was just like, maybe just the way the movie was done. I, and that. like to that, I do agree. Like they get over that death very quickly. The yeah. scene immediately after Jada Pinkett is screaming on the ground, what did you do? How could you possibly do this over her brother's dead body? The next scene, they are casing the bank and she meets the dude, the hot guy that she goes oh, yeah. on a date with and, and they're flirting like, immediately. immediately. Yeah. So like, don't get me wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There was like that kind of disconnect. And I think I, maybe that's what bothered me, but like, it's not like I'm demanding, like I want, a lot of trauma like i definitely don't thank you <laughs> please remove it from my life <laughs> but like i also just like it didn't flow the right way and i was like i don't get it <laughs> but i do and it was good yeah. but also i also terrible. see <laughs> one thing is this is the first time i've rewatched this movie since widows came out and i actually really liked watching it again because it was so interesting to see it now and then also be thinking about widows because even though widows is based off of something else there's a lot of very like similar themes and there was a moment where i was like this is how movies have evolved man when i'm telling you queen latifah does not get enough uh respect and is so underappreciated mm -hmm. for the fucking absolute classics that she's been in because yeah. tell me another movie like set it off with an all-black female cast as the main headliners doing the damn thing who the hell no i actually still haven't seen widows as well by the way oh you should really watch widows. widows widows is so good viola davis and a bunch of other people but viola davis mm. and oh mm. i forget her name but she is in the stand and she's also in that chris hemsworth movie bad times at casino El royale the singer with the really like oh, short Cynthia hair Arriba? yes thank you She's her. also in oh. that, and she's great in Widows. Love her. Yeah. Okay, Christina, let's move on. Let's do this. Let's talk about your favorite Hairspray. movie. <laughs> I fucking love Hairspray, man. Like I said, initially I wasn't going to pick Hairspray because I do love forcing that to watch musicals. But Queen Latifah is not a main character in Hairspray. She is a side character. And the story of Hairspray, it's based off a... It's based off a 1987 movie made by John Waters that was then turned into a stage musical that was then turned into this movie that came out in like 2012 or 2015 or something like that. Um, and it's a story of Tracy Turnblad in the 1960s in Baltimore, just as like integration is becoming a like big thing in Baltimore. And she wants to be on the Corny Collins show, but she is significantly plus sized and she's having trouble getting on the show uh, when they have an open like casting call because she is not a skinny white girl. She is a fat white girl. Um, but then she meets uh, Seaweed, one of the black kids that goes to the same school as her uh, in detention. And he teaches her a dance. And then with his permission, she uses that dance at an event that Corny Collins is at, who is played by James Marsden. And Corny Collins, mm -hmm. like, hosts this dance show that plays every weeknight. And he sees her doing the dance and he brings her on the show. And she becomes an overnight sensation. And then at that point, uh, the movie turns away from being about her getting on the show and turns into the story of, like, because she supports integration and because she wants to be able to dance with seaweed and little Inez, who is his sister, um, she gets kicked off the show for supporting integration uh, and being in a protest where they canceled Negro day, which is where every Friday of the corny Collins show, Queen Latifah takes over as the host and it's all black singers and dancers who are on it. And there's like a regular note, that the woman that produces the show like steals the music and the songs and the dances from the black people that are on Friday. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, thank bitch. you. I was like, Catwoman um, steals their songs and their dances and uses them and gives them to her daughter, who is also on the show. And then it's like a whole, it's weird because it's a musical, but there's like a whole thing. They protest the cancellation of uh, Negro Day because Queen Latifah is like, this is our just toe in. Like, I don't want to do this. We hate this, but we have to have something 
you know, so at least we've got this and this is how we're going to get bigger. So when they cancel it, they protest. And then Tracy and all of her naivete and misunderstanding of things that happened at a protest uh, and, and the fucking dangers that she caused the black people she was with when she did this. Mm-hmm. She's standing in the front of the protest line and a bunch of cops stop them and are like, we think that you should be turning around, even though Queen Latifah is like, this is a peaceful protest. And she's just saying the most beautiful song in the whole musical. Okay. Where I've been is a great song. Uh, He turns around after telling them to leave and Tracy knocks him in the back of the head with her little sign poster, just a little tap, but Tracy, what have you done? And that turns into a horrible mess. They end up arresting basically every black person that was there after Tracy flees the scene and fucking the only one that runs the only one tracy like she's a dumb little girl that's the thing she's a dumb little white girl they acknowledge several times and she does too that like she's very naive and like she realizes it like she has scenes with her dad where she's like i thought that if things would just be fair and i realize now like that was a stupid way to think like that's not realistic so all of that happens eventually they come up with a plan where when they have the big Miss Hairspray pageant, they sneak Tracy in um, so that she can have her big moment on the screen and they can talk about having integration, like getting more people on the TV should be integrated in Baltimore and we shouldn't have this. And then they bring on little Inez as everyone has their big final dance scene. And my favorite part of the movie happens. Little Inez is on live television and she busts out in her dance and she becomes Miss Hairspray. Hairspray, yep. not Tracy, not Amber, but little Inez. Also, Zac Efron is in this movie and he's in love with Tracy after a while. He's the most awkward character. It's hilarious. We'll talk he really about committed to that role, though, I have to he say. He did. He did. I'm sorry. He's the most awkward character? We're not even going to talk about John, John Travolta? Travolta. <laughs> oh, we're going to get there. I Absolutely, he's the most awkward character because he's trying. It's a very <laughs> weird thing. I This movie brought us... The most awkward kiss in the history of the world, which is when on MTV they got Zach Efron <gasps> and Nikki, Nikki Blonsky. They were oh like, Why God, don't you kiss for us? And it is the most awkward thing in the world. I recommend you Google this and watch it because neither of them want to be kissing at all. It's oh so God. fucking weird. Um, so we got that. So that's why I say he's the most awkward one. We will talk about John Travolta, and that's the whole hairspray musical, which is about you know, loving yourself for being different, but it also equates being fat with being black sometimes. And it's like, it's made by white people. So it has some problems, but it's trying. And I love Hairspray because I love musicals. And the whole time I was watching it, my ass was singing and dancing. So was I. I, I was like, you know, every word to, to every single song. And you know Absolutely. why? Because I watched this in high school and then I would sing along. I was informed by my sister that the first time I watched this in theaters, I absolutely adored it. Ah! I love and that then, for past you. Uh, for past me. And then I think I bought it on DVD and I probably uh, had a lot of cringe moments about the whiteness of it. And that's probably when I lost interest. But I did still enjoy this movie. I had a burned version of hairspray i had the actual version this is one of the few that i still have it even though i no longer have a dvd player and i got rid of all my dvds i kept one pile and it's all my musicals so i still have hairspray and i bought that my friends the day that came out (laughs) i was there (laughs) and ready i fucking love it let's i'm prepared to talk about john travolta here's the thing about john travolta's character so john travolta plays tracy turnblad's mom and this role is always played by a man because, in, and this is where people got confused because in the 1987 version, John Waters version, Tracy's mom is played by a drag queen whose stage name is divine. And so what happened was when they made the music, like the stage version, and then they made this, they just translated that into this role is played by a man, not this role is played by a drag queen. So, it really loses something in that character when you just pick any old man to play it. 100%. And the fact that they went with John Travolta is something that I actually, like, I have so many questions about. Because, one, I'm very surprised the Scientologists let him be in this movie. That, but This is the exact question I have. Who yeah. let him? <laughs> but also, for a man that has been, like, running away from, let's be real, gay rumors his whole life. Yeah. yeah. That he ended up being in this movie in this role was, like what like i'm still so surprised my favorite 
my favorite John Travolta line. I just remembered because I have to say it. I left the iron on. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had a weird accent. He had a weird too. accent. What was with the accent? Because, like, he was trying to do a voice that sounded a little bit feminine, but he was also trying to do, like, an old Baltimore accent, like a 60s housewife. But, like, John Travolta's not a bad actor. He's just not the best. I was just, like, I... that. So my sister watched his movie with me in my room, and he said, he said that line. And this is, the, this is the line he said when um, he was in Queen Latifah's, like, dance studio area or whatever, and watching, and then she's just like, oh, you should stay. And he's like, no, I left my arm on. <laughs> and then it's followed by the most hilarious walk I've ever seen. It's the approach to the food, but with, like, the butt is going towards the food. There is no walking in, but it's like the butt is carrying John Travolta. That he, that fat way. suit, that fat suit, he like struggled with how to carry his body in that. I'm not going to lie. I there were moments he though. He enjoyed himself. He was, there were moments though he was really pulling off the looks. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I was like, how is he pulling off these looks right now? Do you think, so I'm looking at this cast and so many famous people are in this yeah. movie, but yeah. I think it's cursed because no one has really blown up from hairspray if anything it's been like sad i this movie is a joy i'm so happy that we switched it i was so <laughs> pleased to watch it again because i realized i'm like oh i actually haven't watched this movie in a while so even with all the awkward shit in it and that very problematic there's a lot of like white saviorism in it like don't get me wrong it's still a movie by white people mm-hmm. and there's still things they don't understand i think that again you can't i don't think you should remake this movie because it's too soon but if they ever remake this movie down the line, get a drag queen for Tracy's mom. Like, that was the important part of the 1987 they one. They did Hairspray Live. I, they did. And it was not good, but I watched it. <laughs> I'm just Hairspray like- Live had some good things in it. But I think that was, it was either Hairspray Live or Grease Live that Darren Chris like, hosted. And he should never hosted i said this is someone who loves him it was so awkward oh he's just, he's just such a like eager little theater kid it was the, it was so oh. weird to watch but i, I can imagine I it. it another thing that we need to talk about so in this whole movie there's this subplot with amanda Bynes's character so she's tracy's uh-huh. best friend uh mm-hmm. she's in love with seaweed and she has an abusive racist mother who ties her up with jump rope and has a father in prison and everything with her is very elaborate. But I would like to take a moment to talk about Amanda Bynes because this movie was right before... This is like one of her last ones. It was. And it always is such a shame what happened with her because she is enjoyable. She has some of the best lines. Like she, her character is very airheaded. So she's got almost like an Amelia Bedelia vibe where people will say things... Mm -hmm sarcastically or as like a metaphor but she takes it all literally or no she has the best line in the whole movie queen latifah when she realizes that her and seaweed are into each other is like i hope you're prepared to deal with a whole lot of like evil stupid people and then straight faced amanda bynlister goes oh so you've met my mother and it's just like the best line the delivery is perfect and it's so sad I totally forgot her mother was played by Allison Janney also. And I was just like, the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, oh my God. This is an A plus cast, okay? But it's like, what? Like, Allison Janney blew up. That's, that's, just like a few of them did. Brittany Snow is still pretty popular. Is she though? I don't think so. She's in a lot of movies. Mm. But anyone, Mm. movies that we want to watch? Like, Pitch Perfect, I was the only big one. I. I love that. I here's the thing: the kind of movies I watch, Britney Snow's in a lot of them. Yes, I mean <laughs> she. Yeah. Oh no, it was somebody else. I was going to say she was in someone great, but that was someone that just looks like her. No, that was her. Oh, it was, was her, her, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. So she's in someone great. I, maybe, maybe I do watch movies with her in it. I just never remember her. Her blonde and her redhead seem like two different people in my brain, but it's the same person. <laughs> oh my God. Also, yes, she dated she's a redhead. She also she dated Tyler Hecklin for a bit. So in general, oh, I'm I just know. like. I love her. Wow. <laughs> Jealous. 
She got to touch that ass. Yeah. Also, again, James Marsden, Corny Collins in this is absolutely hilarious because as someone yeah. who hosts the Corny Collins show, he is in support of Queen Latifah's character and like wants wants the black kids to like be integrated onto the show. Like he's like, no, like let's get this going. The music is great. We need to do this. And he's this little white man, but his fucking dancing as Corny Collins is absolutely fucking hilarious. I'm surprised at like, what he's saying. The man is very talented. Everyone very in this movie talented. is great. Charge of is weird. weird? It made me want to rewatch Sonic. <laughs> I want James Marsden. I would watch literally anything with him. Yeah, I agree. Okay, but also Zach Efron. Zach Efron yeah. committed to that. This is the height of his popularity. He was living he was living off the high of high school musical one and two. And I don't think people, the girls could not handle it. They cannot handle Zach Efron with his little blink. <laughs> I feel like Zach Efron moving out of this space, moving away from high school musical and hairspray, and then trying to move into like, he did some really serious movie called like Saint Baseball or some shit. And like, he did a Charlie bunch Saint of Cloud. other. Charlie yeah. St. Cloud. Thank you. Know you. Why? you know, I, I watched all of Zach Efron's movies in high school because I had a friend that was obsessed with him. <laughs> Was the friend you? Was it just No, you? it was not me. It was not me. <laughs> we know I liked Shia LaBeouf, okay? We know oh, I went down that dark path. So, that worst choice. <laughs> yeah, we know. I know. I know. I know. I think about it every day. Wow. Um, I think he made a mistake in going in that direction because he is much more entertaining in this shit and in, like, 17 again than he ever has been in any of the serious stuff. Like, I think he could have had a much more some career if he had stuck to this side. He commits to this insane stuff. Like, High School Musical, he's singing on a golf course in a black polo, losing his mind. And, like, that image has stuck in my head. And I'm like, you commit to something when it's insane and, like, singing. So, like, maybe that's what you need to do. I'm very upset because I've been talking about Hairspray for, like, half an hour. And I really wanted to talk about Queen Latifah in Hairspray specifically. (laughs) So I'll say the final part of this, which is that Queen Latifah in this movie, I really love it because I think that she was aware of the ways this movie is problematic. And so the things that she does in this movie really help. Mm -hmm. Her version of I Know Where I've Been is beautiful and gorgeous and even though when it's filmed there's a lot of focus on tracy and i think it could have been a much more powerful moment if you barely saw tracy during that whole song she like you forget how talented queen latifah is because she's also a rapper and she was also a singer and it was lovely to see that again she is she makes that role she really does because in the hands of somebody else you know through in through no fault of their own through the fault of this being a movie made by white people they might have not been able to have the power behind that role that she managed to play into it by being Queen Mm -hmm. Latifah, who walked into this movie one of the most famous people. Outside of Michelle Pfeiffer, Queen Latifah, and I guess John Travolta, and Christopher Walken. Never mind. There's a lot of famous people in this movie. (laughs) A lot of famous people. Just keep going. (laughs) But she was up there with them in terms of name brand recognition. So Mm -hmm. there's that. She did a great job. And what I liked about this selection of movies, and again, why I'm glad I switched from Beauty Shop, was that look at the range that this woman has. Mm -hmm. Similar to the Adam Driver situation, what a different set of movies. But but it came from someone who is not unhinged. You know what I'm saying? Like the range is there and the range is deserved. (laughs) Agreed. Also, like, I just, I love Queen Latifah. Like there's never, even if a movie is shitty, the whole time yeah. I'm watching her. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I know Hairspray only features her for, I don't know, what, 10 minutes total or whatever. Yeah, not I loved every moment of it. I felt like she was the main character even when she wasn't. Like, even when she wasn't on screen, they talked about her and I felt her there. And that's what I loved about it. Because I'm like, Queen Latifah is just, like, other. <laughs> like, in the best way possible. A fucking icon. We are at the point where I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, definitely. <laughs> is it because you know you're it. editing it? Absolutely. But also because even as I was talking about Hairspray, I was like, this is going on too long. Remember? Oh, my God. Remember her? Sorry, this is me distracting again. Remember her? We watched the live Little Mermaid and it was awful except for the Ursula moment. She was. Oh, she was so good as Ursula. Yeah. She was. It's such a shame that that was shit. Because yeah. she deserves so much better. Who played Sebastian? 
I'm looking it up. That was something red. Sebastian, they picked like a rapper, right? Oh, it was the dude that refused to wear the, the crab costume. Was it yeah, Shaggy? So he, yeah, yeah, and he came out in just a red leather jacket and then red kicks on. And like that and then the other like, the other lobsters were all, or crabs or whatever, in full costumes. So I was yeah. like, what? Oof, that was, see what they should have done is bring the prince and that didn't do a terrible job but they really should have brought darren Kristen for that instead of having him host <laughs> that random grease or i can't remember if it was grease or hairspray anymore but that was rough shaggy was sebastian was, yeah. yeah so that's our queen latifah episode highly recommend you watch all the movies that we talked about uh i think we're gonna do this again i think we need to do this again because i didn't watch one single movie i haven't already seen in the past three episodes, I had watched all of Reese Witherspoon and I had watched all of Adam Driver. So we need to go again so that I can watch something new. And that's that. Uh, if you liked this, if you have any thoughts about other Queen Latifah movies you want to talk about, if you think there were any movies from Adam Driver, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, or Queen Latifah that we missed, you can let us know on Twitter or on uh, Instagram at EatsCast, uh, or you can... Find us on Pinterest at Everyone and Their Sister Pod, which I only ever plug for Steph. And every time I do, she does a little special call out. I haven't updated in a while. That's Uh on me. And yet I bring it up every time. Did I post about our most recent episode? I don't know. I have no memory of the like the last. Life's been busy. I moved. Nat signed a lease. Steph quit her job. We're all having a lot. But thanks so much for listening. Catch us next time. Bye. 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 Hopefully we will have recorded at a time when we aren't like this. Our brains are turned on. It has been, we've been recording for an hour and 20 minutes. I've yawned maybe 50 times. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for an hour before we started recording oh my god we're animals we like this why my are we family like ate dinner someone's two people stayed over and i <laughs> bet you ten dollars they didn't clean their own dishes and i have to fucking go do it now unacceptable you can't you can put your own fucking dish in the dishwasher i'm pissed <laughs>